Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. It's that time of the year. Your vacation is coming up. You can already hear the beach waves, feel the warm breeze, relax, and think about work. You really, really want it all to work out while you're away. Monday.com gives you and the team that peace of mind. When all work is on one platform and everyone's in sync, things just flow. Wherever you are, tap the banner to go to monday.com. Merry Christmas, Julian the Jules Gill. How is he doing? Ho, 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 oh, it's oh, me, oh, oh. Jingle Jules and Scott. Uh, Jingle Jangle Gillian. What's, what, what's your, like, Christmas name, then? Scott really been, you, can, you can give me one right now. I've never had a Christmas name. Uh, the only thing I can think of is the, the fact ball. that it's like, a, like an icy lake, or isn't it a fjord <laughs> uh, in, in Iceland? So you could be like a Scott Ooh, Tail Fjord. So that That's at least gets good. us in the winter sort of like a Remember spirit everybody as well. did that for a while where it was like everyone changed their names on Twitter to like, I mean, I'm saying this not knowing if you've done this, but you know when people change no, their I didn't names do on this, Twitter yeah. to like a Christmas thing. And I never do that. I did it for a little while. But um, you should be, uh, yeah, sort of... Uh, Sort of Jules Gill, but like Jules spelt like Jules. Like Jingle Jules or Jules Tide Joy. Jingle Gill. Now, if anyone, anyone listened, uh, this will be going out on Friday before Christmas. But if anyone listened last week, um, I was a very ill boy. I sounded horrible. And I'm getting, yep. I'm getting better. I've got a slight better voice now. Um, but at, at, at any time, and I'm waiting for this to kick in, I can do a horrible cough and just sound like the demon's coming back again. So I'm just apologizing in advance um, if that happens. Because I don't know when that's happening. I've been eating the strepsils all morning. I've been drinking the coffee. Uh, I've been talking quite lightly to warm up the vocal cords. And we'll see how we go. But otherwise, it's a lovely Christmas special. It's the Untitled Part of Podcast. I'm Scott Taylor. Milford, joined by Jules Gill, and well, no, we asked people. Oh, go on. What I'm okay. going to do is I'm going to provide sleigh bell sounds underneath, all right? <laughs> a little like, atmospheric. So you just ignore me, but just carry okay. on with your intro, okay? So okay, the, the the recording might not know what to do with that, but it's we'll see. Absolutely how fine. We'll we go. We'll so ready. So we did ask for people's uh, oh, different oh, Christmas oh, memories oh, and different oh, things they'd like us to talk about for this lovely do, Christmas do, special. Do, but we do, also have—he's <laughs> doing hand movements as well. He's doing little hand movements. I can't do it. I can't just do it. little jazz hands. Um, but yeah, so for this Christmas special, I thought we would twin together some questions left over from last week, some new stuff that people sent us across the week, um, and their uh, Christmas memories, everybody's favorite associations, gaming memories um, for the Christmas period. Now, me and Jules will kick off, and then we've, um, we'll do a couple questions, and we'll go cool. to some Christmas stuff, and then we'll alternate for the rest of the show. So, um, Jules, do you have a Christmas memory you'd like to start with? I've got one if you don't. Well, I um, I was thinking about this uh, before Ooh. we started recording, and I have a vague memory that my sister got a PlayStation 1 copy of the Beyblade game. Okay. Uh, and I remember spending the majority of my Christmas break after that, because it was obviously when I was still at school, because there's like an eight-year gap between us. Uh-huh. And 
I remember trying to help her through the management sim side of it. And like, <laughs> I've never seen a kid's toy like so skill. egregiously being boiled down into like a spreadsheet. Like it was a, it was a uh, office masturbator's wet now, dream, man. It was just literally just constantly like, you must <laughs> balance the bearings here. You must get like the spin top, the ring disc weight I... must be like this. And I was like, this is really complex for a kid's game. Yeah, I never knew the Bill, Bl- Bill, Bill Blade. I never knew Bill that Blade. William Blade was that old. I thought it was like a 2007, 2008 thing because I don't even know. Babe, babe, I can't say it. Bill Blade. Blade. Just call it. Just call it Bill Blade. That's how ill my brain is. This is my last day of work as well. I'm recording this on the Monday, <laughs> um, knowing that I'm done work in five and a half hours. But anyway, um, I never knew that was a thing back in, in, in before 2007 because I only encountered it when I worked in Argos. But like, still, I don't know why this that franchise hasn't made a resurgence in the video game market because think about <laughs> it nowadays, right? You could either have it with like some sort of crazy oh, AR technology or mm. even like a um uh the motion control stuff mm-hmm. like you pull the like maybe you pull the switch controller out to, to determine how many like <laughs> the rip as it were on it you could have it so that it's like complete virtual reality where you like mm-hmm. look around mm-hmm. the dish or maybe you are the beyblade and you What's control the... it like the eagle vision from assassin's Creed. oh god if you if you were the beyblade but it kept up yeah, with the, the rotations you're i would the beyblade and you're like Whoa! you're gonna, <laughs> you're gonna see how long you can stand as uh, spinning around at like five thousand whatever it is rotations a second I'd love it my christmas memory is always going to be the playstation 2 um, I got the console at launch in mm-hmm. 2000 um, and it wasn't that first Christmas although that I was lucky enough to get I actually won a competition back then from Mr. Sony and I won um, a collection of games I got Fantavision Tekken Tag SSX um, and I think Ridge Racer or something um, back then that's quite was, cool mate I know man it was really really cool I entered like some magazine competition I was lucky enough to win it then took them literally seven months to give us anything and actually receive <laughs> stuff until after Christmas um, so it, was, it wasn't it was like anything to do with that but it was the following Christmas 2001 when um, both my sets of grandparents got me a Playstation 2 game each one of them got me Jack and Daxter, the other one got me Devil May Cry, Aww, and, um, and I love so that energy. I just sort of sat there. And remember when I don't know if you did this when you were a kid, but for me, when it was Christmas, I always begged my parents if I could put the whatever console it was on the big TV. Can I put the Mega Drive on the oh, big yeah, TV? Oh, yeah, 100 like, PlayStation on the big TV. It takes pride of place, doesn't it? Because yeah. while, they, while they want to relax into sort of like the Christmas stupor and watch, I don't know, the great escape for their umpteenth time, <laughs> you're just there like, no, 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 bear witness to the great technical marvel that is PS2 graphics. Well, exactly. And it's like, so I. I remember putting on the on the big TV in the morning and then my dad going like, well, we can't keep this on here because I was like playing Tekken Tag or something. So I had it on there for a bit, put it upstairs. And obviously I didn't know that I was, I think I knew I was getting Jack and Daxter, but not Devil May Cry, whatever. Mm-hmm. They both arrived and then I just disappeared upstairs for the rest of the afternoon, yep. which I know is the most antisocial uh, child in the world, but also no, no, being every, a gamer. Every single kid does that. I swear yeah. down, like as soon as they get a new game, it's like, well, uh, I guess you'll bye. be bringing my meals to my room then. See you later. <laughs> bye. I look forward to my platter being delivered to outside my door. Yeah. Make but, sure um, that it's wafer thin ham and cheese just, just pressed under-, <laughs> under the door. Like, and- <laughs> just press, yeah, press it so you can get it under the door. But um, yeah, I just I just played a lovely combo of Jack and Daxter and Devil May Cry with uh, Linkin Park's Hybrid Theory on my high five. Oh, system. come on. So just now, 2001 AF all up in here for me. <laughs> Um, so I thought we'd pass over to um, some questions and we'll go back to Christmas stuff. So question mm-hmm. from McAllister NYC. Um, hey lads, happy holidays. Is there a great Christmas game? Also, if Die Hard is a Christmas movie, does that make Die Hard for the NES the best Christmas game? Have an awesome ho- holiday season and thanks for being great this past year. Now, Die Hard on the NES is pales game. in comparison to Die Hard on the PlayStation 1. So Die I, Hard I Trilogy. Know what Mr. McAllister's doing. Yeah, exactly. Die, Die Hard Trilogy, Trilogy is the best one. Does that make that the best Christmas game though? Uh, well, it, it depends on what you look for in terms of like the best Christmas thing, because I know that Ooh. there are other games that have been set around Christmas, but I will definitely say hand on heart that Die Hard 2 
Die Harder, uh, where, where it was the light gun game portion of the trilogy. That was amazing. Yes. Like I still, I could still walk through the airport scene in my mind. Oh God, like, save us, yeah. Beat, and then like, I know exactly where to shoot the guys to make sure that I got the machine gun ammo mm-hmm. and the stuff like that. Like, like my brain has been hardwired like, for that moment. Die Hard trilogy, Time Crisis and Point Blank were like the, the mm. three, the trilogy mm. when I had my G-Con Oof. 45. Um, which I don't know if they just stopped selling them because it was literally a gun-shaped peripheral in your house for children, but it was a fun time before we cared. Back they in the either day. did that because of the obvious reasons, yeah. but also maybe because we started moving towards like LCD and like uh, retina displays, uh, so, and they don't well. work on that. Um, there, there was is a like, workaround uh, to get it though. Yeah, there was that gun. Um, I'm sure they sold like just an actual literal handgun-looking gun that came with one of the time crises. And it was just like modeled on an actual handgun. It was like a Beretta or something. They might just, have done, you know. That's I really, as a kid, I was like, that's really cool. And <laughs> yeah, then just never been able to get it because it literally looks like a firearm. But like at the same time, when I was young, it looked really cool. But um, yeah, the whole the whole Die Hard thing, I don't buy that that's a Christmas movie. I'm that guy. So I don't know where you oh, are on okay. that debate anyway. I but, am because um, of the fact that it says it is and it's set on. It says so, it is. I mean, it literally is set. It, like it, they're going there for the Christmas party at the Nakayama Plaza. They're going okay. like... They uh, in Die Hard Two, they are uh, literally he's literally bringing the present, the Christmas gift. Yeah, but, but, Christmas but setting... not, just because just because it's not set on Christmas Day doesn't mean that it's a Christmas film. No, but like, it's, okay, so this is the whole. This... Escape the Christmas film. Well, is, is Arkham Origins a Christmas game? Like yeah. it's set at no, it's not. Like it's set at Christmas, <laughs> but thematically, it's not got anything to do with Christmas. Do you beat up people uh, while there's Christmas decorations around? Yes, you do. Yeah, but that doesn't make oh, oh, timeline placement. There's, there's, there's a giant. Not... There's oh. a Christmas tree, there's a Christmas tree. <laughs> but it doesn't, I don't know, this is clearly a conversation that will stretch into the rest of time, but I don't think <laughs> that um, it's papers over thematics. I think there's something thematically should be about Christmas or giving okay. or gifts or something. I, I, so yeah, I would disagree with McAllister NYC. Um, although if you are, if you're supporting the Die Hard thing, mm-hmm. then the Die Hard game, yes. I haven't played the NES one, but um, the PlayStation bad, trilogy... Man was a stellar uh, time the the nes one it falls down quite literally in the mm. fact that you have like a foot stamina meter because when you walk over glass you can like actually like kill yourself because it doesn't, like doesn't, doesn't it's a great thing in concept but it was from the <laughs> nes era yeah, where it's just yeah. kind of like nothing is explained you just, just learn by dying <laughs> just 2d and barely there but your mind's like filling it all in yeah um, okay so some christmas stuff um first up from paul flanagan photography massive shout out to flanny um who actually photographed my wedding dude is in phenomenal oh, photography legend. Um, go check out Paul Flanagan Photography. Genuinely incredible. Not sponsored by him, but just love him anyway. Mm-hmm. He says, um, going to Toys R Us on Boxing Day with my Christmas money to purchase Donkey Kong Country Diddy's Conquest, oh. only to be told it was sold out. Was no, about to leave no. when a member of staff chased me down to let me know a delivery had just arrived. An unbelievable feeling. Um, Joe says, PlayStation 1 and getting Porsche Challenge, Crash Bandicoot, and the classic onside soccer. And Greg says, getting my PlayStation 1 with Rival Schools for Christmas in 1998. Oh, Rival Schools is such a fun. <laughs> game man i'm so gutted that they didn't do anything with that franchise mm. like they pulled a few characters and moved them across to the main tekken thing mm-hmm. but like in street fighter but it was just like nah i remember it looking gorgeous and i didn't i remember seeing it be played but i never actually played it myself i know people talk about it and i knew that was going to be a big deal when i mentioned it but i've never actually really played rival schools which i know is like a her- heretical thing 
to it's announce what, on the podcast. What I loved about it was the fact that it came with like a, a pseudo RPG single player element. Mm. So it meant that you were like building relationships and stuff that would help out your team battle dynamics. So it mm-hmm. means that they would do, like they were, their bar would build quicker or they'd be able to do slightly more damage. And it would oh. be like choosing your relationships through school and then just going into the fights of them, which were actual fights. It was like, you know how refreshing Dodgeball Academia was with the fact yes. that it's like, it's a battle system that you want and yearn to play more of. Mm-hmm. It was like that. And I was like, okay. oh, yes. That's cool. Plus, like, the animation style as well is, like, gorgeous. I remember mm-hmm. that being the thing that, like, really stood out. Um, last Christmas thing for right now is Rex Wolfley saying, Christmas of 1988, I got my first console, the NES. Played it nonstop that entire nice. day. Went into the living room the next morning and found my mum playing Mario. She'd gotten up at 4 a.m. <laughs> so she could have a turn. Spent the rest of the morning playing two players. Such good memories. That That's is brilliant. That's really lovely. <laughs> That's lush. And uh, we had a question from Rex Wolfley as well. Um, who says, who do you think in the gaming realm needs to be visited by the three ghosts to change their greedy ways? Loving the UVP, been with you since the start. Oh, thank you so much for your support. Thank you, yeah, genuinely, friend. that's awesome. Uh, to answer your question, I would say that Peter Molyneux needs a, uh, a, a <laughs> gift of ghosting. He needs to uh, have the past that so you'd be like, remember back when remember like Bullfrog and was like, I think, remember when you like did some stuff that was actually decent? Remember when you just stopped <laughs> talking out your ass? And then present should just be like, the, the ghost walks in and goes, Peter, and just shrugs. Peter, what are you, Peter, what are you doing? Cubes, Peter. Peter, Peter, what are you doing? And then the, and the ghost of the Christmas future will just be an NFT of the ghost of the, uh, well, the, the Christmas thing. future from the Muppets Christmas Carol. And yeah. Saying, this is you. This is, this is what your you're going to become. The thing is, like, for a man who made black and white, it's become very black and white as to what you're not supposed uh, to be doing, good. lol. Yeah, and uh, just, right. there's a reason you're a writer, mate. Hey, I tell you what, it's, uh, it's the populist opinion. I don't know. But, like, still, he's, um, <laughs> like, approaching this stuff where it was like, let's just go full bore into, like, charging a whole lot of money. And I know that the NFT side of his latest game, we talked about it last week. Mm-hmm. Um, I forgot like, I forgot the name of the thing he's making. But oh, he's making that thing. Project, project real estate. He's making that little thing. And, um, you know, he's made all this money, but it doesn't mean anything yet. It's only going to mean something yeah. when uh, the actual game kicks off. And I saw someone sharing a report this morning saying that if you're tracking the Ubisoft side of things, um, their quartz thing, that's not had anywhere near as many sales as Ubisoft clearly thought it would. There's mm-hmm. 2,298 separate NFTs that they've minted that haven't sold and there's only like 15 users or something but it's really generated about three hundred dollars so um, it's just Good. sort of that all the literally speak users, with your wallets yeah the 15 users are just passing the three hundred dollars between them over and over again they're everybody else is just going i'm all right to be honest yeah and that's not really working um so yeah that stuff's kind of all over the place for me yeah it would just be a general greed thing i think i would uh, just go to ubisoft in general ubisoft pass just remind them of when they made video games here's assassin's mm-hmm. creed here's mm-hmm. rayman legends um ubisoft present just cancel ubisoft quotes maybe a manifest of quartz can just appear in front of them and just be like, please kill me. And then maybe the future <laughs> can be, I don't know, some glorious return for Ubisoft art, that the Ubi art Mate, project. You know Valiant what it would Hearts be? Too. Give me that. Nah, you know what it would be? It would be pitch black and out in the middle of the, uh, you can see nothing, little uh, fog creeping around your feet. And all you hear is the sound of those three lights lighting yeah. up and Sam Fisher <laughs> steps forward and goes, Hello, Scott. It's been I, a while. It, it, it's a trailer just for me. He just does the little yeah. squee noise. Yep. And it's, it's yep. just for me. I ha- like I've said before, I have zero faith in that project. But I would love the Ghost of Christmas Future to be like, here's the Chaos Theory sequel that we have promised mm. you. Because right now, I know it's a remake, actually. But if they channel all the elements from the latest Splinter Cell games, maybe they can remake the original in a way that feels like something like a combination of Chaos Theory, Conviction, Blacklist, whatever. I'm slowly bunging up from the amount I'm talking about this. That's just my body slowly <laughs> betraying me. But next 
next question is Jacob Sawyer, who says, what's your go-to Christmas film? Mine is The Lord of the Rings. Oh, I like the way he's put the on there. Big bless to you, my friend. The Lord of the Rings films, as we have stated many times over, and Scott can attesting is his wedding was indeed Lord of the Rings themed. They are impeccable movies that stand the test of time and while it's a bit wispy towards the end with the ghost army just arriving and just uh, yeah, everything else just still stands Hashtag up to this a day. bit wispy but i do i'd say that for me i go for the classics and by the mm. classics i mean muppets christmas carol is my oh, all-time favorite christmas film ever because no matter what mood i'm in mm-hmm. i will put it on and i'll just be like guys we're all just watching this for an hour and a half. This is us. This is us now. <laughs> I think for me, and it's definitely a uh, a victim of the amount of marketing Disney put behind twinning Star Wars with Christmas. But, mm. um, you know, across, uh, so you go all the way back to 2014, 2015, um, and obviously Force Awakens, there was that whole thing where every year it was it was Star Wars at, at Christmas time. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Um, and so I started revisiting, and in, in the years prior to that, I started revisiting Star Wars at Christmas because it was like mm-hmm. done with work, sit down, get a beer, put on New Hope, put on Empire, mm. and go through the old Star Wars. Um, and anyway, over time, they changed that because they wanted to release more movies so all of a sudden they started releasing stuff during the year and that little time window went away but there is something about sitting down and just watching star wars at christmas that i do really love mm-hmm. um but it has to be the old ones I'll, I'll stretch to the prequels but not the new trilogy that it's not even films to be honest i don't know what they are i guess last <laughs> jedi is but the, the middle the, the first and last one are barely films but um yeah so i, I just go with uh, with star wars stuff even though it is very much corporately mandated but god mm-hmm. damn it it works i like fast food I like Star Wars at Christmas. Well, you'll be so pleased to hear then that the 4K 60 frames per second Christmas special, Star Wars the Holiday <laughs> Special, is now online for you is to that? download and enjoy. Yeah, some people oh, have like up-resed it and done it. So I'm going to set you a challenge over this Christmas period. I already turned that down, that challenge. I would like you to watch that <laughs> and report back to us in the new year. I will see just how much free time I have. I, I, oh, I'm curious on that thing. You've just managed to complete the Halo Infinite campaign. I, was, I, yes, look, I know just, you've got free time. Just because I'm 85 hours into Halo doesn't mean that I've got free time. That's that's I'm doing that for for the good of the people. I need to report back <laughs> that the, the Halo campaign is actually pretty terrible, but it's fine. Oh, in BA, regards, we BA. It's it's a thing. But in terms of um, some more Christmas memory stuff, mm-hmm. um, Scott Dog says one of my main gaming memories was when I was a kid. My original PlayStation broke on Christmas Eve, and I was oh, devastated. However, Christmas Day arrived, and my grandma had bought a PlayStation One, and the day was saved. Can't oh, decide if it was nice. a Christmas miracle or just sabotage. Regardless, <laughs> Merry Christmas. Um, next one down is Andy Taylor getting an Xbox 360 and playing Oblivion, escaping the, escaping the dungeons at the start, and seeing that huge open world to explore always mm-hmm. sticks with me. Um, everyone have a great Christmas and stay safe. Um, and Steve says, I remember opening up a Game Boy Advance SP bundle of The Legend of Zelda, the Minish Cap on Christmas. Oh, um, nice. That is a stellar combination. It's probably That's one of my most... That's worth quite a mint, actually, isn't it? Like, I think so. Like... These days, I mean, I paid like like 100 English... Well, I paid like $100 to get a copy of The Minish Cap Crazy. Um, from a collector. Um, it's probably one of my most prized possessions. What's a gaming Christmas thing you've opened that you treasure dearly? Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, to get 30, to get 20, 20, 20, to get 20, 20, to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, 
all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. Before we go any further, I want to talk to you about today's sponsor, Masterclass. With the amount of time we spend discussing and analyzing video games on this channel, it's always good to understand exactly how these experiences are put together. And fortunately for me, I can do just that with Masterclass. With Masterclass's streaming service, you can learn from the best to become your best, studying and growing with over 200 plus of the world's leading instructors. For me, I've been having a blast using a class on video game design by The Sims creator Will Wright to find out exactly how game mechanics are designed around player psychology as well as learning how important playtesting is to shipping the titles that you and I both love. But it hasn't stopped there, as I've also been brushing up on my practical filmmaking skills directly from my favourite movie director Martin Scorsese, as well as trying to get back in the cooking game with Roy Choi's amazing course on intuitive cooking. Seriously, my kitchen is a mess, but my belly has never been more grateful. For just $10 a month, an annual membership with Masterclass gets you unlimited access to courses on your phone, computer, smart TV, or even via audio-only modes. Even better, every new membership comes with a 30-day money-back guarantee, and 88% of members feel that the service has made a positive impact on their lives. And to put the cherry on top of that cake, right now, What Culture Gaming listeners get an additional 15% off any annual membership at masterclass.com forward slash gaming. That's 15% off at masterclass.com slash gaming. What's that? You want it one more time? Well, that's the URL masterclass.com forward slash gaming. Right, now I'm going to watch Tony Hawk try to teach me how to ollie properly. I'll see you all soon. There's there's one thing that I actually um, when Ben and Peter used to work here, they gave me a copy of um, it was a Batman Tiger Electronics game, and the reason yeah. that it meant so much to me is because that was the same game that I was given by my gran, like back in like the early nineties uh, when I went to go visit her, like in the home. She was like, "I know you like video games, so here you go, like play on this." No way, and at the cool. time, it wasn't like the best video game, obviously, and it wasn't no, really you can't, you can't even qualify as a video game. It was just a game toy yeah, sort yeah. of thing. But it was the thought that I told them that, and then they got me that. I was like, "That's still like I still got that," and I like uh, hold on to that very, very. Deeply. No, like two two genuine genuinely lovely dudes i mean ben gave me a, a statue of uh, sam fisher for blacklist one time because nice. we were over at his house and i was like that's such a cool statue and then it came around so i think it was actually my birthday not christmas but he was like and now it's yours and i was like <laughs> really like that's just a lovely lovely man um in terms of um christmas stuff i think most of my my like sort of core christmas memories are definitely associated with older consoles mm-hmm. um, so i don't really have something that i still have because sadly i've retired everything my playstation 2 is somewhere in this house i just have no idea where anymore um, I did want to point out, uh, I did want to apologize to Vin Van Meel. He submitted a couple questions last week. Uh, one about what was your most underwhelming 2021 game and also asking us, asking us about NFTs. And then okay. we just ran away with the NFT stuff and we never got back to yeah, the Yeah, sorry, mate. Thing. So it's not that NFTs don't suck, but I thought we should uh, talk about, yeah, what did you have anything that stands out as underwhelming from this year in terms of... <sighs> 
I'll uh, I'll just say that I really think Deathloop misses the mark. I was quite glad to see uh, Skillup do his uh, review on it recently, and um, where he just sort of got out there. And I think he's like the only other person who's saying this at all. Like I've seen, like most of the critical response has been ten out of ten, five star. It's brilliant. It's one of the games of the year. And I've mm-hmm. just been sat there, and you can check all the old podcasts that we did. Um, you know, check those things out where I'm like, is it? Is it really, or is it just bells and whistles the game where nothing really happens? And then his video is like, he has every single thing wrong with it. And I'm just like, yes, let me sit down and just go, it's here, it's that. What's that? That's the thing, that. My uh, one would be uh, Dungeons and Dragons Dark Alliance uh, because oh God, yeah. I was I was up for that. <laughs> uh, they they, they um, obviously I was super hyped for the game like because mm-hmm. anything Dungeons and Dragons and the fact that it was like uh, squad based it was kind of like get together with a group of friends just mm-hmm. smash the ever loving piss out of any goblin that crosses <laughs> your path. Big up for that. Mm-hmm. But uh, when I was invited to do the hands on preview stuff, went there, played it. It was fine, and I said right, from the right. off this was like a six or seven out of ten game. It was mm-hmm. just fine but then when i got to see all of the stuff added that was part of the main gameplay loop like the constant need to grind for resources to get um to upgrade your equipment the fact that everything looked shoddy the fact that it just kept on glitching and stuff like that i didn't see those things in the hand-on preview so Mm. when i came to actually playing with like mikey lawson and beanie we all got together and we were like yeah this is fun but it's also really not fun like it's it's like a really fine five minutes yeah, those, it's, it's just one of those games where you could always say this, can't you? It's mm. fun with friends. But at the yes. same time, that could be said for a lot of things. So like is I'm being pretty, homeless. I'm, yeah, I'm pretty sure that like kicking someone to death is probably more fun with friends. <laughs> like, like, you know, like it's it's not a statement that should be everybody. used. Yeah, Merry Christmas to everyone. It's not something that should be used as a qualifier to excuse a video <laughs> game, should it? <laughs> I'm just saying like people, people put Come it on, to lads. the weirdest things. Put it to the weirdest things, don't they? It's kind no, of like, yeah, oh, yeah. you know, dipping your hand in lava is more fun with friends. Yeah, like, like, of course it is because it's a is shared experience. Like, yeah, I had a massive, I love the original um, Dark Alliance so much. Like they re- mastered that thing around about the same time that this one came out so i bought that i was like this is incredible and um the new one is just nothing like that it has nowhere near the same amount of charm it has nowhere the same amount of uh, text driven stuff or character driven stuff and it doesn't have the the same cool little water effects that were mind-blowing back then too and so they're only really similar in in name only and i think that they're kind of trading off that to just do like you said it's one of those games it's a Mm four-person uh loot driven arena combat shooter thing uh, or melee based thing and you just you feel like you've seen all of it in about 20 minutes and yeah, you exactly. kind of have really um so yeah it's a, it's a bit of, it's a bit of a letdown and the other side of that coin though is a question from Travis Webb who says i'm curious to know what your favorite gaming moment has been this year not best game necessarily but best gaming moment maybe a specific scene surprise announcement hidden gem or mechanic um hands down it's from the opening of psychonauts 2 it's uh, loading it up it's going back to pick up familiar characters in mm-hmm. new settings and it's just the moment that i saw raz the moment that right. I saw how lovingly recreated his like old outfit was and when you your get given your so new good. stuff, I was just like, this is everything that I want from a game. This mm. is my Christmas moment, effectively, because it <laughs> feels like a present that is unwrapping itself. I had such a blast with that game, but just to be able to, the moment that you give him control of him and you and you move around and mm. jump and you feel exactly the same weight and sort of like, ah, oh, I just was like... This is a good game. I can I just, just tell I mean, from just the office it's a good game. Yeah, I'm like glad that it exists as well. Like that was my thing, like opening it up. I still haven't finished Second Wars 2. I think I'm gonna go back to it and try and do it as one of my Christmas Please games. Please do. Please. But I got pretty far through it. Oh, I think I did pretty far through it. But um, yeah, the, the art style, the world, like you said, the the movement. Like I like that they tighten up the controls a bit and they give mm-hmm. you more abilities at the start. But like, there's something about Tim Schafer on firing on all cylinders. Um, that's so good. Um, mine would just be Metroid Dread. Like I've been looking forward to a side-scrolling Metroid on a home console for like forever, a like decades. Time. About <laughs> as long as I. 
ever been on this planet. And yeah. so, like, the last of the 3DS one's great. Like, um, Samus Returns is awesome, but I wanted something that was, like, take full advantage of the Switch hardware. And I love that they just, you know, took a Metroid, added God of War boss battles to it, gave you really, really fun, cool abilities that you can chain together um, and just do all that. But the thing that I love the most, uh, and the first time I just went, yep, yeah, this is incredible, is um, every time that you kill one of the bosses, you get a really cool, like, boss fight, boss kill animation, yeah. uh, like a cutscene. Um, and the first time you fight that guy that looks like a big scorpion, um, the creature who's, like, oh, yeah, sort of jabbing yeah, at yeah. you, um, the way that they shoot that scene, like cinematically, the way that they frame Samus, um, and she's just like waiting for the kill, like sort of stalking this thing, and they're both yep. circling each other. Um, that thing charges out as she jumps through the loop in its tail as it oh, coils so around. So satisfying, um, isn't it? After shooting it, it falls into the wall on the other side of the room, and she just stands there like, yep. I'm back. Like yeah, you been, want some? Let's do it. Yeah, exactly. It's like it's been a long time, but I'm I'm very much so fully formed. Like, let me take on the Doom Slayer. Like, it's just so good. Um, so that would be one of mine. Um, mm-hmm. next question from Pinky who says, "What's your favorite veggie slash vegan Christmas food?" Nothing with nuts for me, unfortunately, but I am partial to a corn roast. Also, Merry Christmas, yeah, filthy animals. I hope your festive season <laughs> is as delightful as you are. So I thought you, I think you should take this vegan food recommendations. Merry Christmas, you filthy yeah, animals. Filthy animals. Um, I am uh, making this year a vegan Wellington, so it's going to be like uh, mushrooms and celery and uh, that whale like in my belly. Lots of uh, like veg that goes. <laughs> in there and it's all just going to be fried up wrapped over with pastry and it's going to be very very nice indeed mm. you're going to serve that with the classic roasty potatoes obviously <laughs> going to have some yorkshires in there if we can find the vegan versions of them mm-hmm, mm-hmm. it's going to have lashings of gravy tons and tons of sprouts covered in butter and maybe some of the vegan lardons that we can find there because bacon and brussels sprouts is a match made in heaven and and just like loads of uh, uh, honey, or in this case, agave syrup-covered uh, parsnips and carrots. That's what we're going for. That sounds absolutely stellar. We had a bunch of people over to the house the other day, and we got, because um, I tell you what, lots of different supermarkets, their uh, Christmas party food, there's a lot of vegan alternatives to those things now. Yeah. You can get uh, vegan, like big pigs and blankets, essentially, and uh, lots of like different, um, you know, vegan truffles and stuff like that. So we had lots mm-hmm. of little platters, little pastries. Um, so yeah, I would definitely just shout out them as well. I love this time of the year for the amount of pigs and blankets that are just oh, everywhere yeah. greg's has got them in they're in every little <laughs> corner street thing just just everywhere i just i want to eat nothing but let's give a shout out as well to the undersung mm. hero of any roast slash uh, christmas dinner stuffing yes. stuffing is king man if gluing the right, world together oh. it's uh, it goes with literally everything mm-hmm. um so christmas memory stuff nathan paxton who says for me my most memorable gift was getting gta vice city as a gift one year i will never nice. forget how badly i wanted that game and my sheer joy of opening it and exploring vice city for the first time v-rock is still the best gta station ever happy holidays milton browse says snowball sunday was an indie demo i got free with a magazine on the commodore 64 it was stick men having a snowball fight me and, my brothers play, <laughs> me and my brother played it every christmas eve for years after the c64 had become a historic relic it was simplistic brilliance nate also says the ultimate troll in christmas past when internet wasn't as good as it is now would be waiting for weeks for a game that you wanted for christmas putting it on christmas morning only to see that there was an update needed and the estimated team, oh, yeah. estimated time <laughs> yeah. was 145 hours <laughs> Now, I mentioned this, I included this, um, because that's something that I think we can all kind of relate to, but I remember when I got my Xbox One, um, which I got in like 2015 or 2016 or something, I didn't get it at launch, Um, but I got that on Christmas morning, and my mum got me it, because she was like, I I got it for this job, I was like, I'm going to try and keep up more with like new Xbox stuff. 
Um, and I got it and we got it, we got it hooked up. I was at my parents' house and they have terrible internet. They have like five megabyte internet or something. Um, and I had the exact same thing where we plugged it all in and my mum was like, and I got you project cars. And I was like, thanks mum. That's something I would <laughs> never have bought, but cheers. And I put that in and uh, the Xbox needed an update. The actual console itself needed an update oh, and the man. game did. So it queued everything up and it was, I think it was 80 hours. <laughs> 80 hours? Point. So we just, we just left it on uh, and we went off to sort of do the rounds and see the other family members and we got back and it was down to like 78 hours or something. <laughs> And um, it eventually completed later that night. I think there must have been a... Because it was off, we eventually turned it off and it downloaded stuff faster. Um, and I managed to play a, a one race in Project Cars on Amazing. Christmas night. But it took all day. Um, next question from William Start the Third, who says, Happy Holidays, legend. Sometimes old consoles are rare and expensive. All the games just aren't around anymore. If you could play any game from any console right now, what would it be? Uh, what your gut say? What, is it any that I don't own? I guess just anything. If you were going to jump through a time portal and just play any game from any console across your entire life, what would you go back and play? I'd probably go back and play just a random game that I remember having a lot of fun with. I'd go back mm. and play either SmackDown 2. Ciao. Or I would go <laughs> and play the Pandemonium games. I never play Pandemonium. They are really fun games. 2D, well, 2.5D if you want to get technical about it. They are like uh, really, really fun, weird as hell platformers that are just so 90s, over-the-top craziness. It's mad. I feel like for the, uh, when you mentioned SmackDown as well, I think that me and you, we we, we romanticize or we love that original Mm -hmm. like wrestling period in the 2000s because the games were right next to the product on screen and it was just stellar. And I think that um, for me, the thing I would go back to is Def Jam Fight for New York because I can't get it anywhere. Yeah, you Like I love Def Jam. I had a big old rap phase give me all the ice cube albums and i was loving um def jam fight for new york and you just can't get it anywhere it's not emulated um the, the psp version doesn't work on the vita as far as i know and it's just it's one of those things where i just can't access it so i would go back and play the def jam games okay so for our last question uh, comes from edward shiraz hans who says good day legends which franchise do you expect to make a comeback in 2022 i'm going out on a limb and saying the night trap franchise except you're saving dudes thanks gents <laughs> It's actually pretty decent. Actually, I'll be up for players, but that'd be quite fun. Um, <laughs> it's hard to pick a franchise that needs to come back that we haven't already discussed at length. We know that there's time splitters in the works now, so that's mm, good. Mm-hmm, uh, mm-hmm. We know that there is. Oh, didn't I tell you what? The Tenchu franchise could do with a return. Ooh. Like that would be very good to see. I that would because take a lovely think, Tenchu. Like, do you know what? I was thinking about this the other day. You know, what I was like bagging on um, Splinter Cell for like if it came back with an open world thing that had all of this and it wouldn't be fun. Mm-hmm. Right, now take all of that and shove that opinion in the bin because <laughs> I'm going to suggest exactly that for okay. Tenchu. Because imagine an open, oh, open world, world Tenchu in feudal Japan with a wing suit. Yeah, well, you've just got to like assassinate people, like, yeah. and and you're given like with like different um uh different uh, diplomats or to people of like power in the area mm-hmm, have mm-hmm. got they hire you to help destabilize it. If they set it against the backdrop of like trying to the unification of Japan with like Nobunaga and all of the other uh, mm. warlords at the time, and you were doing missions to help win them the battle from within mm-hmm. that would be an exceptional if game. they did like a sort of live reacting thing where you sort of you can zoom out on the map and look at it where like all of a sudden you're oh, yeah, dividing see how you're regions yeah, yeah and oh. in real time you're like well i'm gonna go over here and kill this guy which i know will destabilize this area which i know will ruin the meeting that was planned mm-hmm. later in the day for this guy um, and then do it that way. And I wonder how much that would clash with uh, Warner Brothers owning the uh, the Nemesis system. Well, I was going to say, get it, it, it done by the devs. Or who ha- uh, get it done by Warner Brothers, who would have the production yeah. value 
value and we'd have the nemesis system and you would have this thing where like constant rivalries you you could use diploma diplomacy to get you into their court to mm -hmm, try and mm -hmm. like uh uh scout out the castles and mm -hmm. stuff and then go back there at night like when it's like <laughs> stealthy way through kill all the guards kill like Ieyasu Tokugawa and then just be like get out of oh, here how would you I would love that I'd love an open like you said like an open world style thing with like actual like reactive world map and, and reactive mm. planning and stuff would be awesome um I just kind of hope for uh, like a legacy of Kane I think that most yeah. stuff that we need these days is, is already back I really want a new push um for new IP but if there's something that I think would just be cool to have it's the sort of regal Shakespearean tone of legacy of Kane and um, with a more modern sort of combat system there's no chance in hell it's coming back but um but i would love <laughs> a legacy but hope. Uh, i can but hope but yes massive thank you to everybody for sending in all their different questions all their different christmas memories and we wish you all the most merriest of christmases mm -hmm. and also for the new year we'll be back um i think on whatever week it is january the 7th or something Seventh, the i think yeah yeah um so we'll check back in then but also merry christmas to you mr jules gill and a Merry Christmas to you, Mr. Scott Telford. But before we go, go do not worry, people. We have the art assets. The cups mm. or mugs are being made. So in the new year, you'll be able to drink all the festive base spirits <laughs> and also just regular Brilliant vodka mug. straight out of a can in, uh, in either a Jules or Scott mug or a both of us mug for the yeah. added harmony of the UBP. The UBP. The, the UBP. <laughs> Massive thank you to everybody for listening to us across the year. And we'll catch you in 2022. Bye-bye. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns.